As always, welcome to Destination Sasquatch. Hey, what's up? I am Reggie Bird. I'm Paul Bow, and today we're talking about the Billy Ape. Yes, Why? yes. Um, basically, we want to get the point across uh, is that you know after um, the discovery of the Billy Ape, it's not far fetched. It's not a leap by any means to uh, you know consider Sasquatch a living being, and, mm-hmm. you know a um, uh, a primate that's walking around the forest of the United States of America. Yeah, why can't you make the connection? I mean, here's the, it, it, it's crazy for us, and we see this on a regular basis where people will walk into our store and, and, um, and, and, and still give us this look of, are you freaking serious? You believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like looking at them saying, are you freaking serious? You don't? Exactly. Like, like, at least you're not open-minded. Have you, have you, what, you know, it's it's almost like you you want to ask them where they've been. Mm-hmm. Like, have you been under a rock all this time? Go online and do a tiny bit of research, and I promise bit. you, you'll be influenced enough to where you're at least open minded. Mm-hmm. Look at the Billy Ape. What are we talking about here? Uh, I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Billy Ape, also known as uh, Bondo, mm-hmm. uh, for hundreds of years, tribes people in that area have been talking about and trying to convince the scientific community of the existence of a you know a, a upwards of six foot tall now remember in comparison most chimpanzees you're talking about three foot three, tall yeah right and still at three feet tall extraordinarily strong dexterous oh, yes. all those things but we're talking about uh, upwards of six feet tall 400 and some odd pounds chimpanzee um it's almost a kind of a, a disservice to even consider it a chimpanzee. We might as well call it a, 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 a relatively new mm-hmm. hybrid. Um, and then that maybe opens people's minds a little bit as far as that connection between that and a I potential so. for a Sasquatch. But it's like it, it, there was a, um, a, a documentary. Um, we'll put a link to the documentary down below. It was an Amazon. Mm-hmm. I had to pay $2 for it on Amazon. Well worth it. Oh, Fantastic yeah. documentary about essentially about the Billy Apes mm-hmm. and about Number one, their size, because that's insane. You know, the six foot six tall. Six foot. I mean, that's. I mean, I know we're gonna get into that, but that's Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, you're basically looking at a a a regular little old Sasquatch there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we'll talk about the, of course, the power. Uh, and, but also was probably the most interesting thing about the Billy Ape and the discovery of the Billy. Ape, the tribes people called them lion killers, right? And the reason that they said they swore, and, and of course you still have people, like these poor people, they're saying, oh, there's a six foot tall chimpanzee that likes to walk upright. Oh, no, there's not for a hundred years. No, there's not. No, there's not. No, there's not. Now we discover it and that's fine. Okay, now mm-hmm. we'll recognize it. And now they're saying, well, it's a lion kill. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. <laughs> they're just like, come on. What do we have to do? And that's the same, same feeling that we get in the Sasquatch community. It's like, what the heck do we exactly. have to do? Yeah. I mean, to, to prove to you that Sasquatch does exist, that not all of this stuff is a hoax. It'd be the absolute biggest hoax on the face of the planet. But the craziest thing about the Billy Ape is the fact that they eat meat, they hunt, and uh, that's a big stretch for the ape species. I right? even heard that they uh, make a nest on the ground, like right. uh, like bed bedded nest or like. You know, we haven't seen that before, you know? <laughs> right. That's a huge comparison to what we believe that, we, you know, we, we know that Sasquatch makes nests mm-hmm. on the ground. And of course, you know, we've got juveniles and trees and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. The vast majority of Sasquatch are going to nest on the ground. 
They've also had even uh, with the Billy Apes, even um, some sort of a, a sh- showing that they're trying to build structures. Oh right? wow! You know, so you're kind of getting those teepee-like mm-hmm, structures, mm-hmm. even to. It's almost like you see this evolution beginning within those exactly. species, um, to where, I mean, that they, they, they're essentially just a- acting more and more human-like as they progress. I'm just baffled because. Uh... I mean, if you study this thing, it has you know the you know somewhat the proportions, the uh, the habitat. It does uh, the same things we're uh, correlating to uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch behavior, and uh, we're seeing this real time with a real living and breathing animal. Mm-hmm. And, and and then to automatically just say without a doubt Sasquatch doesn't exist is just it's just too big of a leap for me. We got all sorts of connections between the two. And, you know, one of the things that people get into is like, well, why do they look different? You know, why do um, we talked about this before? I don't give a damn whether it's controversial or not. And mm-hmm. we got you got Todd Standings video footage. I don't care what you say, but you got then you've got uh, skunk ape footage yes. that, that, that look a little bit different. Then you've got uh, footage from the Pacific Northwest. You got the Paul Freeman footage, of course, Patty. Yes. And they have a similar look to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Independence Day footage, which looks a lot like Patty, a lot like uh, the Paul Freeman footage. But, you know, down south, it, you know, when you're talking about a skunk cave yeah. or, or say even just whether you want to call it Sasquatch down there, they, they look different. Yes. Well, why do they look different? <laughs> well, what the hell? You expect them all to look exactly, exactly. the same. If you look at the Billy Ape, mm-hmm. none of them look exactly the no. same. These scientists that have been following them for 20 years in this documentary that I was referring to, they, they know them by name. Mm-hmm. They know them by sight, right? And, uh, oh, you know, what was really interesting about that is that you look at that uh, documentary. I've mentioned before on other um, podcasts that we, uh, uh, that, that we, we love to study gorilla yes. videos and, and yes. ape uh, documentaries, mm-hmm. right? What was really cool about this is the same exact behaviors that we see in gorillas and silverbacks and lowlands, um, where the scientists, the researchers will go into that area and finally kind of um, throughout a, a long uh, courtship period, they're kind of allowed into the, into the group, right? Yeah. They're accepted. These scientists are to where, okay, fine. Now we allow you in a little bit to, mm-hmm. to, to monitor us and we're not so dang skittish. But then they had the exact same situation where after a long period of time of leaving, when they came back, those Billy Apes recognized them. Wow. So you got a couple of components here. It's like, well, why would they kill lions? Why would they kill other chimps? Why would they mm-hmm. eat monkeys and, and hunt and do yep. all these things? But yet they see a human and they're, of course, standoffish. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted at all costs to avoid the scientists when they went in to film this documentary over the course of 20 years. But then... They come back and immediately accepted back in. They remembered exactly who they were, which is our theory on Sasquatch and why we have so much success in the Blue Mountains, why Reggie and I have so much success in the Blue Mountains. It's because of the fact that, that uh, when, when we go up there, they, they seem to come to us. Yes, it's like they recognize us by, I don't know if it's our scent or our voice or, yep. you know, just some Or by type. sight. Or by sight, yeah. They may very well just know us by sight. Mm-hmm. It may be sound. It may be all these different things. We try to remain consistent. Mm-hmm. In we, we, every time we go up there, we try new things mm-hmm. to a degree. But at the same time, it, you know, from a scientific approach, we don't want to try too many variables because you test too many variables, you don't know you which know, one yeah, hit. You don't know right? which one to look at. And so we we don't we don't uh, we don't um, uh, change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. 
uh, so we do have uh, probably 99% consistency when we do go up there. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, a strong likelihood that they do recognize us by voice, by smell, by, you know, we try all those things to remain relatively consistent. Oh, yes. um, by sound, mm-hmm. uh, we try to remain relatively consistent every time, every once in a while. Especially if people will go up there with us, they'll want us to do some of the more cliche things, and we'll do those things for them, kind of a little bit more towards entertainment. But at the same time, we're trying new things. Mm-hmm. We don't really care um, too much about uh, throwing in something every once in a while. But it is interesting when you see this repetitive behavior over and over from the ape species where, yeah, we're extremely standoffish, but once we know you, you can come back exactly. two years later, we know who you mm-hmm. are. That's crazy. Yeah, which makes total sense of, uh, you know, different researchers going in and having consistent, you know, uh, evidence and consistent, you know, uh, behavior that's, Mm -hmm. you know, while they're at there's, you know, hot spots. And uh, I think that's just because, uh, you know, Sasquatch have uh, come to allow them to be there. They they feel comfortable when they're there. Um, And uh, it just makes things a lot easier by just being consistent when you're up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know what I was thinking about the other day? And it's something that we may want to clarify with the audience. Um, for, first of all, uh, when we do these podcasts, we want to make sure that the audience understands our perspective and, and where we stand on our beliefs in Sasquatch. We don't believe in Sasquatch. We know that Sasquatch exists. And I know that, okay, we're just playing semantics here. No, there is a big difference. When we're going up there with belief, there's a sense of uh, faith and there's a sense of, um, you know, trust and, 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 and all that. We, we don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. We know there is a 100% guaranteed knowledge, almost like I know when I wake up in the morning, my hand is going to be attached to my arm. There is a 100% guarantee that Sasquatch exists. Mm-hmm. It's not a I believe. It's an I know for yes. 100% fact that Sasquatch does exist. And so when we have some of these conversations and when we look at Billy Apes, of, sure, of, of course, we get a little bit frustrated with the lack of, um, uh, uh, lack of open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at some of these things like Billy Apes, people might th- think that it's, um, I don't know, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to look at. We look at it and we get a little bit frustrated. Yes. Right? Oh. Because we can see that connection. Yeah. And an- another thing I wanted to bring up... Um, is that you know some people always uh, challenge the intelligence of Sasquatch, saying it's just if it's just a big dumb animal. You would see a lot of you know you would see it all the time. It would oh yeah, make you mistakes. would see, you would find it. But uh, then we saw that video uh, where I don't I, I can't remember if it was a Billy Ape or not, but he was trying to exchange um, some uh, uh, a different items for the banana or something that 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 gentleman had uh, in the zoo, mm-hmm. and it kept trying to go up and it, you know oh you don't want this I'll dude. Bring- you remember the story that I told you back in the day when Samantha and I, we, we, we took our family to the Seattle Zoo, uh-huh. and we're standing above the um, orangutan, uh, what, what would you call it, enclosure? Yes. But it, it wasn't enclosure, because um, in the Seattle Zoo, there's orangutans, and you can walk on top of them, so to speak. It kind of goes around the perimeter, around the top. Yes. Kind of like a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a little walkway around mm-hmm. the top. And so you can see the orangutans down in there. They can't get completely up to you, but they get really close. Oh. And there was this massive orangutan in there. And there's this guy that's standing there with a bagel. Yes. And this orangutan gets, uh, um, you know, kind of uh, like there's this appeal towards this bagel. You can see in his eyes, like, I want that bagel. Yeah. 
And so uh, at first he's reaching out his extremely long stretched arms and he's like kind of motioning for the guy to, you know, give me the bagel. And so he sits there and we watch this, um, this uh, orangutan try to get this bagel from this guy just very gently. And you could just see in his eyes and body language and the, and the motions, I want the bagel. Yeah. Please, please give me the bagel. Right. And so we're sitting there and before you know it, a little bit of a, cr- a crowd draws to this guy. and the orangutan goes down, climbs down this little tree, climbs down in his toys, got this massive hammock and stuff, goes all the way down. And I can't remember what he grabbed at first, he or she, I don't even remember. But I think it was like a stick. Yeah. Okay, goes down on the ground and grabs a stick and comes all the way back up and hands the stick, reaches out and hands the stick as an offering. Wow, that's crazy. To the guy with the bagel and sits there and holds it and holds it and holds it, kind of like, Please, I'm trading you a stick. I'll give you the stick. You give me the bagel. That's just intelligence. This orangutan went back and forth, grabbing everything it could to try to trade for this bagel. And that level of intelligence to know. And that's another uh, thing that a lot of people will talk about is uh, the gifting, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. gifting for Sasquatch. And that, uh, full disclosure, that's something that we really haven't done. We've put out bagels yeah we haven't been consistent uh, yes, with that yes um we haven't put a whole lot of thought into it but after watching uh after watching that and um and and after watching the fact that yeah on these uh on these gorilla documentaries mm-hmm. they are leaving gifts mm-hmm. uh because they, they and the scientists truly believe that these uh gorillas um they they, they do associate that trade agreement mm-hmm. Like, you're a friend because you gave me something. Exactly. Isn't that weird? That is crazy. I mean, it's just, it's like a human characteristic right there. Oh, very much so. Very much so. That idea of bartering. Mm -hmm. No other animal, my, you know, a dog or a cat isn't like, well, I'll give you this if you give me this. (laughs) No, they're like, give me that. Yes. I don't understand the concept of trade. Mm -hmm. But these animals, I, I kid you not, I sat there and watched that orangutan negotiate with this wow. guy bringing up different items all the time to try to get that vanilla. poor thing never got the bagel <laughs> i was like seriously dude give him the bagel give the, give the guy the bagel but he never got the bagel but the the just that idea and so i i know one of these things that we've talked about uh for this upcoming sasquatch research mm-hmm. season we're gonna try to devise and we you know what we would love to hear from the audience members Put some comments anywhere you can to us, and we read those comments. Oh, yes, for sure. Put some comments in there. A, have you had any success with gifting mm-hmm. and an exchange? If so, what was it? You know, we all know the standards. I left them sweets, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just want to hear everything, yeah. uh, what didn't work. Uh, and if you've never tried it, if you're out there and you're just kind of learning about Sasquatch mm-hmm. and, and you just like the idea of the, of, of the topic, maybe you're a believer, what would you do? You know, maybe you've never gifted to a Sasquatch mm-hmm. or a gorilla, but you don't have to, to to come up with ideas of what you would do. Exactly. Just kind of think of that childlike, human-like behavior um, of swapping for something. And I, I say childlike. That's not even right because, man, that's advanced. Mm-hmm. That's some advanced yes, behavior. For sure. Um, but yeah, leave us some comments and, and, uh, tell us what would you do? And we'll try out some of those theories this summer during our, um, Sasquatch season. That's yeah, coming we're up all in this soon. together and we, get, uh, we want to get this figured out together. So, uh, definitely like, uh, Paul was saying, leave some comments, you know, help us out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that the, dude, that's a really good point, brother. Because I was like, what, what? Um, one of the things that people are surprised about when they listen to our podcast, or even when they talk to us, is yes. how much we share. Yes, yes. Um, because a lot of people in the Sasquatch community are kind of tight-lipped Ooh, yeah. when it comes to their tactics, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether it's they're afraid that somebody's going to be like, oh, that's stupid. Okay. I, no, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I really don't care. There's no such thing as a stupid because you, you, there's no uh, roadmap. No, but. One of the things that we like doing is we like to share what we're doing because we are in this together mm-hmm. and we just want to prove the existence of this animal. Exactly. Or regardless of whether it's us or whether it's somebody else, prove this, uh, prove, prove the thing is real. And if we can do that together, I mean, the, obviously chances of success go way up. That's one of the things like we were one of the first that we knew of that, that we're starting to do um, gorilla sounds and oh, ape sounds yes, through our call. electronic collar yep. in the mountains. Yep. And that, I, I feel like we've made a lot of progress in mm-hmm. that regard, uh, and that's something else that maybe works really well for us because we get really good oh, success yes. from Every that. time we do that. And we were playing Gibbons noises years and years oh, yeah. ago, and because uh, we, we, Gibbons are very vocal, mm-hmm. and so we thought, oh, that's a pretty dang good. And, and you have to remember with uh, uh, my background in calling coyotes mm-hmm. and really practicing that, um, maybe we'll do a whole podcast topic about how that works and mm-hmm. luring in a predator and, 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 and things of that nature, because you go right out into coyote hunting and you think, Oh, just, just howl at them yeah. and they're going to come right at, no. See, that's what I think. You howl, <laughs> you, you howl at the wrong time. You're going to do the exact opposite, right? Ah. You got to know which type of howls, whether it's denning season, whether it's breeding, whatever. Um, you've got to understand how to behave or how the, the coyote is behaving mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, their their barks are different. You know, you 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 look at a a bark in general is 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 typically seen as very something very aggressive. So you can howl with a little bark at the end. Wow! And the kaido would think that's very aggra- that, that that that's a little bit of aggression. Yeah, right? you're kind of ticked off. You're being a little bit territorial, especially at the wrong time of the season. So typically, we'll start off with something that's called a siren howl. You know, and it's just that. Ooh, it's very. And and to them, that's a, a sign of comfort, calm. It's okay. Uh-huh. I can come out. Uh, we typically want to start with a female, right? Because that's less really? threatening. Absolutely, you know. It's, and and so oftentimes, sets what we'll call them uh, will begin with a female siren howl, and that's just a very calming. Hey, I'm a female coyote. I'm out here. I'm just letting you know. A, I'm here. I'm not a threat. Uh-huh. And it's okay. It, you know, everything is all right. Um, you wow. know, but. Oftentimes you don't want to howl. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes you just want to go straight in with a pred or with a, a a prey call, you know, like a wounded rabbit call. Uh, oftentimes, depending on what, maybe it's a denning set and you want to do a pup distress. But you got to set these up almost like a scenario. And so when we were going up there years ago doing Gibbons calls, uh-huh. the volume is important, the type is important, and that's something that takes us because I was fortunate enough to jump on. Oh gosh, who's the? I mean, some really famous Randy. Um, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. Just really famous coyote callers, uh-huh. howlers. I mean, champions. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of mimic those guys, and they've already done all the groundwork to figure out what these calls do when you do them, what coyotes are thinking, right? A lot more we, complex than I thought it was. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it takes a while because people will go out and be like, "I howled like crazy, and they never came in." Well, yeah, that's because you were sitting there telling them to f off. But the 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 um, the the same idea of uh, of 
that sensitivity would obviously, and it would even be heightened with the Sasquatch. Oh yeah. Right? Now that I think about it, it's. But everything is curious, mm-hmm. and everything is curious uh, to the to the point where I I think those vocalizations really do help. Mm-hmm. I think you're more dangerous getting into trying to really mimic a Sasquatch. I think that's why we shy. We really do shy, and I know we do. We've done howls. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, that's for the you know, just for the people that are with us or whatever. But. Uh, you try to mimic a coyote, you're mm-hmm. running the uh, the the danger. You're in the da- danger zone. Of, they know their voice better than anybody. Oh, gotcha. And they know what they mean, mm-hmm. right? Whereas you do a rabbit squeal, mm-hmm. and they'll come. To, you know, they'll come <laughs> to dinner, right? But Sasquatch is probably the exact same way. Whereas you try to really mimic a howl, and they're like, "Dude, yeah. are you?" trying to kid you know <laughs> it's like a sasquatch trying to do a human voice yes it's probably even way more complex than the coyote i, I would imagine right i mean so so when it comes to those vocalizations you got to be careful yeah it's just not this like block you know you just don't go you know uh, and then yeah. And and, and 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 same same exact thing go back to that coyote analogy you're not going to go out there and just blast on on uh, you know you'll see this a lot of times with young fresh hunters they'll go out there and crank up the power on their electronic collar to 100 and just blast it out there because I want to get as far as I can. Well, no, that doesn't work, right? You've got to start out small mm-hmm. and graduate up and graduate up. Um, just because they don't come doesn't mean they don't hear you. Gotcha. I mean, uh, so all of these things you have to think about when you're up there. So um, something that uh, I, I would love to hear comments as far as the, the viewer goes, but the reason we started talking about this is that we want to share as many of our tips and tricks. Oh, for sure. Um, as we, because I don't, uh, I, I, I like to sit, consider ourselves somewhat pioneers in the industry from certain perspectives, mm-hmm. but especially from that audio perspective. Yeah. Maybe we can lay some of the groundwork and maybe we could do a whole podcast on like what to do when it comes to vocalizations, because maybe that is a huge part of our success mm-hmm. is why we get so much interaction with Sasquatch. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so maybe we can break that down a little bit further, but we want to get it, give you a taste of that um, before you go out and, you know, because I think you see some of it on episode one of our uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't just go out there and start blasting uh, ape sounds that you find on the internet. Um, it's not going to work. No. Right. Uh, and you may, may, do, may do more damage to your research than you d- would have if you just made no sounds. Exactly. So maybe we can help people out a little bit there and get them started as far as what you want to do for vo- what we've seen over the course mm-hmm. of the last eight to 10 years of mistakes that we've made and, and, uh, and our approaches with those audio recordings. Yep. Yeah. What do you got uh, uh, lined up for... Uh, Sasquatch research for the entire summer. We've got some good things in mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, a nice little expedition coming up this summer. Um, can't quite get into details yet until they get all ironed out, but uh, I'm hoping to come up, uh, we are hoping to come up with some uh, some good evidence and some uh, key locations for sure this summer. Reggie does a lot of our bookings and a lot of like uh, um, coordinating mm-hmm. with uh, with people in the Sasquatch community. Uh, similarly, like we'll, we'll take somebody up there that's in the Sasquatch community, the same way we want to do research. We can, we can gain knowledge from these people. Oh, right? for sure. Easily. Yeah. And so somebody else has been doing this, they come up there and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I picked up so much from you guys. Well, guess what? We're going to pick up a lot from you yes, as well. Exactly. And so we've got a lot of those kind of things planned for this summer. It's going to be a big time oh, uh, yeah. summer, especially if all this stupid crap about the, uh, you know, we've got all, all sorts of weird stuff happening mm-hmm. with, with our. 
uh, viruses going around and all yeah. that kind of weird stuff. So if we get shut down uh, for a while, maybe we'll spend a little bit of extra time going real deep in the woods. Yeah. And um, sounds and, like a plan to me, brother. Yeah, see if we can <laughs> see if we can really get up close and personal with uh, with some Sasquatch behavior mm-hmm. and maybe get some amazing footage on film. Film's not our number one priority. Mm-hmm. It really is research. We love research and behavior. Yes. But um, we'll see what we can do. As usual, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Yes, thank we you want so much, guys. Yeah, we want everybody to be safe, uh, to be happy, mm-hmm. to treat their neighbor extremely well, to treat their fellow citizen extremely well, and uh, to, uh, to, to love the fact that uh, we know that Sasquatch does exist, so we really do appreciate you tuning in. Yes, thank you. And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later.